Hello, and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman. Welcome to 2020 one more time. Uh, I am super happy that you have decided to join me today, and you have no idea how uh, long I have worked for this podcast to come to come into being uh, to bring this guest onto my show. I'm so excited about it. And so um, anyway, today I am joined in my podcast by Sayla Hirsch. Now, if only we had uh, like a video of our podcast, you would fall in love in about four and a half seconds. Sayla is one of the most fun and engaging and amazing people that I've ever met that got just sort of swept into my path via a friend, and that's so cool. Um, Sayla is a, she would dis, she described herself just a while ago as a brand messaging strategist. I just like to say she's a freaking lifesaver. Uh, a cherry one, because that's my favorite kind. And so she owns a company called Pipeline somethings, and we'll talk about that in a minute. She and her husband are also the co-founder of Love Works, which is a, um, a youth leadership organization that they give back into the community and promote youth leadership. So having said all of that, pipeline what, Sayla? Like my brain had just like this temporary glitch. I just saw everyone we work with words, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but give the real name of your organization. Yeah, so the, name, the, the name of the company is Pipeline, and I say it's classic systems and fresh perspectives. So it's hence it's pipes and limes, but uh-huh. I just get to work with words all day long, and I can't draw to save my life. I draw like a little stick man. Maybe he has curly hair. Maybe uh-huh. he doesn't. I don't know, but I get to work with words all day, and that's how we met. That is how we met. just getting a chance to know your ministry and hear and learn what you are doing. And I just like to sometimes put a big megaphone on uh, different people's businesses or ministries and help them just bring it more to life. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm so glad. One of the things I love about you is that sometimes, you know, when you do the same, when you do your thing all the time, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm running in place. I've been running in place for years. Like, and, and, and five minutes with, with you is like, no, you're so far down the road. Oh, look how great. And I'm like, I, I feel like I could whip the world when I leave that just having lunch with compliment. you. I love it. Well, I do say I'm redheaded and I'm passionate and highly caffeinated. So I'm not sure if that's a disclaimer to some people, but to you, I think we just jive each other's engines even greater. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is, it is so great um, to have you with us. And so tell us a little bit, I I know you say that you're redheaded and you're highly caffeinated and you're a lot of energy and you are, she is all of those things. Absolutely. And if you ever get a chance to meet her, you, your life will be changed forever for the better. Um, But behind all of the the outgo of everything that comes in the mega behind the megaphone. Let's learn about who Sayla is behind the megaphone. So tell us a little bit about your, your walk with the Lord. How did you become a Christ follower? What does that look like? That is an amazing story. I, I don't know if we have time to share it all today, but let's we'll take the reader's digest yeah, we'll version. Take the reader's digest version. Um, I'll tell you, I grew up in a household where my mom is Jewish and my dad is Catholic. And oh they, wow, yeah, we, that's what I was saying. It's a bit of a story for another day, but I'll nutshell it in just a second here. And the idea is that they never wanted children and they didn't know the Lord. They were like 60s. They they grew up in that whole hippie movement. They are health nuts. Oh wow. So they they were just in this whole other lifestyle and a um a Christian doctor, a holistic doctor since they were in the kind of health nut, you know, field. They had like a little mini whole foods uh, back before Whole Foods was started. He would come in and he would grocery shop with his with his family and these six kids. 
And that relationship sparked a door into my parents' life that has then forever changed the trajectory of our family tree. And that's where I got to benefit off of. And going from a dysfunctional Jewish household with abuse and saying out loud, I never want to have kids. And in the name of Jesus was like a curse word, you know, oh, in that wow. household to then radically getting saved. Like we're talking radically getting saved, both of my parents right before I was born. And I'm the oldest in our family just set our set our hearts on fire from day one. And so I was raised like, you know, we weren't perhaps, you know, in ministry per se, but man, when the church was open, we were in there and my parents are far from perfect, but I will tell you, the Lord saved their lives, saved their hearts, saved their marriage. That's awesome. And we grew up in a household and that just created this picture of the Abba Father love of God in a way that I think I just, it's like he just branded his name on my heart, you know, and I had to walk through a, you know, different seasons of, of, of living into that relationship with God. But I'll tell you, I do believe that I just dance with him in my heart, you know? And mm -hmm. so I, I got saved at an early age, but then it was probably like my years in college where just this intimacy came into being. And I'll tell you, I, I just, every day I wake up and he's at the forefront and my life is so far from perfect, but I say that is truly the, that's the volume button on the, on the megaphone. And the part of the story I'm not sharing now, I'll share for another day is that, uh, on medical record, I have actually died. Oh, and wow. The, yeah. That's another fun story for another yeah. day. And on medical record. So he brought put it in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Say episode two. I know. That's the part I don't share very often. But the Lord truly brought me back medically from death to life. And wow. so he is the light in my eyes. He is the beat in my heart. And my life has forever just been for his glory from that moment on. And, and you know the thing I love about that? When people, and I find this to be really true with people who have a true intimacy with the Lord. Like it's not just like I have a relationship with the church or I have whatever, you know, a, a kind of a nominal relationship with God, whatever, because I don't want to go to hell kind of approach to their relationship. It, it's different from somebody who's like, like, no, I've had an encounter with the Lord. That's like he's word. done, mm -hmm. he, like me and him face to face. Like, mm -hmm. and that, what I find is that kind of encounter changes your perspective on everything, but it's so infectious. Like that's the thing people are looking for in a relationship with God. It's not one more how to do something to do list, check it off your list kind of thing. It's like, and that's become my prayer for people all the time is would God, would you encounter them in such a way that they could never walk away from you and say that wasn't God? Absolutely. No, because an encounter brings an awakening to right. your heart. And that and everyone's encounter is can look different. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people have had near-death experiences, death experiences, others have just had moments of hopelessness or brokenness. And I think I've had all the above and more. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here, okay? Yeah, we've all lived life a life. Is, yeah, life is not easy and it is not perfect. But when you have encountered the Lord, there mm -hmm. is, it's just, there's a mark on your life. And if anyone is listening today who, you know, who has experienced that, then let's just wave our white hankies together yes. and thank God that we don't serve like an idol or something that is stagnant, you know, but something that's living and breathing and speaks to us. And if that's not you, then I do believe that he desires that for you. He and does. We, we just, we just know that if you ask, he'll bring that to your yeah. heart. It's as simple as saying, God, would you encounter me in a way that makes sense to me, that makes you real to me? What if you were just brave enough to just 
maybe pray that every day for 10 days. You know, I promise you in 10 days, if you keep inviting God, he's going to eventually show up and you're going to recognize it. Absolutely. And it might look like something on your social media feed. It might look like a lightning bolt moment sending out a red light. It could be in the quiet dark of a night, you know, yeah. when you're, when everything of the lies of the enemy are crashing in on you. I mean, like you said, Melissa, like if you ask, he will bring it to you. And in such a way, you'll know it's from him. Absolutely. You'll never be able it, he's, he is not the master of disguise. Like he is, he will upfront in your face show up if you just invite him to do that. What a great thing. Okay, so one time I heard you speak at a conference and you, she does marketing and she does stuff like that. And so she tells this story about how she ended up in Beverly Hills and yes. in, uh, in her, just tell the story. It's so great. I love the story because be prepare to be entertained. All right, here it is. Okay. I do love this story. I think the Lord gave it to me to humble me and a really good story. So for years I worked with Christian ministries doing major donor development. So I would work with a lot of different celebrities and people um, all around the country who had a heart to give at a really high level. And so one day I was sitting in my office in St. Louis, just whatever I was working away and I was shocked when I got a phone call from a woman who was asking uh, someone from our organization to come and speak on behalf. And I completely zoned out. Like, I don't even remember a word she said after she gave the, the city and the, the zip code. And it was Beverly Hills 90210. I don't even know what all she wanted or when she went. But I said, yes, yes, I will be there. Yes. <laughs> and I hung up the phone and I wish I could be all, you know, uh, you know, all, all professional and say I was, you know, trying to work on what my presentation was going to be. Oh my goodness. No, I was on the phone with my girlfriends going, what do I wear to a Beverly Hills garden party? <laughs> like, you've got to think about this ladies. We have to be strategic here. Okay. Like if I'm wearing my stilettos, but I don't want to aerate the lawn of this gorgeous home. What if I sink down into the grass? So do I wear wedges? Obviously I don't want to wear flats. So trust me, it was a whole to do to get the outfit just right. So you should have seen that day when I uh, pull around the corner to this ginormous mansion of a Beverly Hills home. Like it had to have been like a whole city block, right? And I'm driving like this little silver Toyota Corolla <laughs> rental car, right? <laughs> Hey. But trust me, I had brought my big sunglasses. So I park that little rental car. I whip on these giant sunglasses. I throw my shoulders back and I just walk up to that house. I kid you not, at that exact moment, I'm walking up to this huge house, probably the biggest house I've ever seen. Around the corner comes the double-decker tour bus in Hollywood with all the tourists and their cameras. Like, I think Beyonce lived up the street. I don't know. <laughs> but all I know is I flipped that red hair back with those glasses and I acted like I lived on that street. <laughs> I hope one of them took a picture of me. <laughs> and so here I am inside this incredibly beautiful home. I'm telling you, just beyond anything I had ever seen before. And that home is filled with beautiful women. We're talking celebrities and the wife of the Beverly Hills mayor and just all of these women are here for this luncheon. That's that that's uh, a chance for me to present about this women's ministry and this girls ministry that I had the privilege of working with at the time. And and I'm and I'm I'm trying to walk very delicately and blend in with these women. And 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 I'm not typically one that feels like you know I I want to to be one with the crowd, but I sure wanted to be one with this crowd. I mean, we're talking Prada and Gucci and Louis Vuitton, like the entire. Rodeo Drive is sitting right here in this room and, and I'm just looking around and just, just marveling at this beauty and trying not to make sure I have broccoli in my teeth or whatever little bites of food I'm eating and 
as I'm sitting there just nibbling and just chatting as the garden party is getting started, the woman next to me, I mean, we're just talking head to toe put together. I'm probably convinced she had a makeup artist uh-huh. that must live in her spare bedroom and just <laughs> at beck and call must do it because it was flawless. And she leans over to me in this moment and in the sweetest voice goes, oh, I love your shoes. And I tell you, Melissa, sometimes I I do words for a living and sometimes they just come pouring out of me at the wrong times. (laughs) And in my head, I can see myself starting to talk and inside going, no, Selah, stop. But I couldn't stop. The words were coming out. And I lean over to her with all of my little honesty in my heart. And I go, thanks. I got them at Target. (laughs) Target. What am I saying? She... Her shoes are more than my Toyota Corolla rental car. What am I doing? I died like a thousand deaths of embarrassment right there. I literally don't even know what else came out of my mouth or her mouth or anybody else's mouth because at that exact same moment, this beautiful hostess of this gorgeous home stands up and says, ladies, we are now glad to hear from Sailor Hurt. I, I mean, I pull myself up by my bootstraps. I crawling out of the hole of my inside of my heart thinking why did I just say that and here's the coolest part too about the story I managed to make it through sharing my heart sharing about this mission about girls who are who are who are dealing with eating disorders and and, and abusive situations and 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 perhaps they cut or they're in depression and the, the Lord is setting them free however I managed to share that and 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 tell the women about the work that they were doing that's what they were here to, to, to hear that day But that same woman walked back up to me afterwards with tears streaming down her face. I mean, who cares that her mascara probably cost $1,000 and I have Maybelline in my purse. (laughs) Pouring down her face, grabs me by the hands and begins to tell me about how she had been sexually abused as a young girl and how there had been no one there that that would champion for her heart and how she wanted to be an advocate for other girls and to see them set free and and not be victims and to go on with their lives and to live into God's ordained purpose for them. And as I held her hands, the Lord is so sweet to bring this full circle moment where I was so embarrassed and so caught up in wanting her approval and to fit in. And instead I realized I am face to face and heart to heart and literally hand in hand as she grabbed mine, just sobbing with another woman who just like me, we've come from totally different zip codes, but our hearts were to see the kingdom of God, you know, uh, uh, invade the hearts of young women. And so I have learned no matter who you are and how you dress, that there are armies of women like the ones that are listening today that we are meant to link arms with. Yeah. I, I love, I love, 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 love that story. I mean, it's like, you didn't even pretty it up and say they came from Target. I know. What was I thinking? You could at Maybe least she would have not heard of that. It would have sounded famous. <laughs> Fragile. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I love that story. And I think that that's so powerful in that one of the things that we take away from that story is that, you know what, no matter where people are, everybody, I, I, I tell the story, you know, my story is always a failed marriage, drug addicted children, all of that kind of stuff. But what I found is that there's way more women out there just like me 
than there are, you know, and and it's by sharing those stories and sharing the truth about who you are and what you do that draws people to where the place where you can actually share the gospel with them. And my hope in it with our podcast, the, the podcast that I do is that somewhere, some, some line, some word, some, something spoken speaks to the heart of somebody, you know, we put that we post in all of the show notes, you know, how to contact the people that are on the show notes. I mean, what if somebody just said, Hey, I heard your story and it resonated with me. Can I call you? And, and you know, the thing I love about the people that are part of my podcast is they would all say, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. And so, um, so I love that story. Now I want to talk just a little bit about, um, love works cause that's such a powerful thing that you do. So oh, share yeah. a little bit about that. Oh, I'd love to share about that. Yeah. So my husband and I have an organization out of Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, it's a youth leadership organization called LoveWorks Leadership. You can look it up at loveworksleadership.org or all over social media. This is so cool. So we work primarily with middle school students, a little bit elementary, a little bit up to high school, but we focus primarily on middle school students. And when we first started the organization, I originally thought to myself, they are going to eat us alive. Like, who wants to go back to middle school? Middle school is the worst time of everybody's life. I think I had these bangs. So I grew up in the 80s, okay? And I think my bangs were like the freeze-dried kind that you would like spray up and over. Like, that's all I remember of middle school. I think I've blacked everything else out since then. That and you tried to learn to walk in shoes you couldn't walk in. Oh, my word. And put on makeup you didn't know how to put on. Yeah. Yeah, so... But I will tell you, the neatest thing about the work that we do with middle school students is, first of all, it's this beautiful, um, it's this gap age. Anyone who's listening as a middle school student, maybe just let me freshen it up a little bit because I know you're in it day to day with them and you're probably dealing with some of those frustrations of just growing up kids. But we find that there is this, they're, they're coming out of the age of, inner, of innocence in elementary school, but they're not yet so set in their ways like high school. And so it's this really, it's this amazing gap age where they're still so impressionable and they're hungry to grow. And so we get to work with them, character development, teaching them how it's everything that we do when when no one else is looking that really shapes us into the people we are. Uh, Leadership and experiential leadership. We bring leadership to life in the most crazy, dynamic, unforgettable ways. I mean, we read, you know, all the great leadership books, John Maxwell and you know, you kind of go down the list of all those. We take those same principles and we, we bring them to life to middle schoolers. So we can really teach them that, that everything you do is a part of your leadership. That influence is never negative or it's, I'm sorry, it's never passive. Right. It's either positive or negative. And you, whether you're the introvert or the extrovert, are on the same playing field of leadership. We really like to level that field. So it's not a personality driven as much as it is understanding the influence. And then the last thing we do is we really help them to delve into their their passions. What is what is it that makes their heart come to life? You know, are you are you analytical thinking? Are you into robotics and engineering or are you creative in the sense of of fashion and art and color or do you love to work with your hands maybe in culinary or or you get the idea and so we bring all of these different kind of career interests to life and we really teach them how to start their own businesses. That's awesome. Yeah, so we have a few businesses that the students work real time with LoveWorks. And so if you live in the in the Oklahoma City area, we have a salsa company. Called and Mac. I have had their salsa. It's delicious. It is absolutely delicious. The kids work, the stu- students, I should say, work every aspect of the business. We're in all the Crest and all the Homeland stores across the metro area. It's in the fresh produce section. They're working on a shelf stable, but that's where they get to learn marketing and business and sales and design. And then we have a tech company. And what's the, the salsa company? Oh, the salsa company is 
It's called Real Kitchen Salsa. Okay. And it's in the produce department right now. At the time of this podcast, soon it'll be on the shelf stable. The new labels that came out are so much fun. They're so middle school. They remind me of Saved by the Bell. Uh-huh. They kind of look like that. And so, uh, and you can find that out by going to real.kitchen uh-huh. is the website. The another company we just launched this year. Can I tell them about that real quick? Sure, totally. Okay. It's called Wrist World. So like ladies, your watch on your wrist, your bracelet on your wrist, Wrist World. And again, it's a tech startup business. Like what if we gave students in Oklahoma the the, the the project of starting up something like a Silicon Valley business. Right. And they've worked for over 18 months to create an augmented reality wristband. It's actually a slap wristlet. And it has a special code. And they built a whole game. It's a whole... So if you've got anyone ages like 6 to 12, 6 to 14, this is a game for your kids. It's totally violence-free. It's totally positive, but it's Wrist World. And it's a game that they've created and they've coded and they took it to the largest toy expo this year in Manhattan. Oh, wow. And they debuted it next to... Apple and Hasbro and Mattel and our kids are getting a chance to say here is a game we've developed it's out for markets available you know for sale mm-hmm. and so if you're looking for that it's just wrist.world and uh, we're just able to see students then not get so much caught up in uh, the peer pressures or what people are saying about them because that, that is the impressionable age, but instead saying, look at the purpose I'm building in my life and already how that builds self-confidence, the ability for public speaking, the friends and the choices that they make set on a whole new trajectory. Do you, I love that. I hope for the day that you guys expand out of just the Norman area <clears throat> because that's such a powerful thing to get those kids. I mean, I have grandkids. I have a grand. I was, you're talking about your wrist world, and I'm like, I need one of those for Christmas for my grandson. I don't know how much they are, but I need one of those. Um, they're cheap. They're only eight bucks. Okay, so, I'll take. I'll, I'll <laughs> so get one for suffers. him and each of his sisters who are seven. So exactly. Anyway, that's awesome. So just any. Is there anything that you like came to this podcast and you're just like, hey, I just really like to say this one thing. Mm. Well, that's a, that's a magical question. I love that you asked it. If I could say one thing. I don't know if I had planned to say this, but it's what comes to mind. And okay. Lisa told me to be spontaneous. <laughs> that's what I love. So we were talking a moment ago about, um, about you know, walking, walking toe-to-toe with other people in our lives or, or living intentionally like what we do with Love Works. And something I've been speaking to our kids, we've got three young kids, one who just turned seven, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. So trust me, there are no dull moments and about a thousand goldfish rolling around in my minivan at any given time. But we've been talking to them about when we go out to eat, to look our server in the eye uh-huh. and we play a little game to see who can remember the, or who can first identify the eye color of our server. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if I look at you really quick, was it blue eyes? Was it green eyes? Was it brown eyes? Like if I really look at you and what we're trying to do through that is we're trying to teach them, of course, respect, you know, for mm-hmm. some people who maybe just, you know, take your order and come back and feed me, but also too, let's train our eyes to see a little bit more how maybe God sees. Oh, or that's so beautiful. as I'm flying through Target with my hair on fire, running for three things, do I notice someone who looks like their day is really challenging? Uh-huh. Or as I'm pumping gas and I started doing this more, do I look over at the woman who's next to me and I say, 
I love your shoes. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, where am I living my life a little bit more out loud and not so much inward, not so much just staring at my phone or 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 or, or dealing with my own problems or 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 focused on what I need next. Do you get the idea? Yeah, I do. That's that? so awesome. And so that's where I don't know if that's just one thing I might share today. You know, oh, I love that. Your parents or just saying. Take a moment and trust me, this is hard. I'm a redhead and I'm bumbling forward into my day with, I feel like my hair is on fire a lot of times about what I need to do next or what I wish I could get done next. If anyone's a three on the Enneagram, we feel for each other, you know what I mean? <laughs> but we have to be able to pause for a moment. And I've started to whisper to myself, what do I see? Right. What do I see? And I've, and I know this, again, this might sound like pie in the sky, but just go with me for a second. I've actually stopped for a moment dead in the center of a parking lot and just felt like the Holy Spirit say, what do you see? And I'll look around and maybe it's like the wind that's rustling in the trees. And I remember that I serve a God who created that. I don't know if it was day three or four. I forget that, but you get the idea. And I acknowledge his presence for a moment in my life. Or like Melissa and I were talking about, you know, about marriages and ministry. When's the last time I've stopped for a moment and I've looked at the, at, at the look of the, the, in my husband's eye? What does mm-hmm. he need right now to encourage his heart? Or mm-hmm. where, you know, again, and I just feel like if we can be women who have purpose in our hearts, but a presence about us that's like an arrow of intentionality, then the Holy Spirit will continue to use us more and more. And when yeah. he says step to the right is to the right and to the left is to the right, left and I feel like that's just kind of the tango of relationship mm-hmm. of women uh, who the Lord doesn't waste a thing. Yeah. And, and he uses that. And, and I'm, I'm just going to say that that is not gender specific. Like it's not just women who can do that. It's, it's a call that God has to every person on the planet. Because I actually have men who listen to my podcast. There you go. Thank you, men. I appreciate you. But um, just, and I think that that's. What a beautiful place! Like, how do you? That's the that's the period. Yeah. At the end of what Sailor has to say. That's what I'm working on in my life right now is how to train my eye. Yeah. How to train my heart. I mean, it's 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 eye, heart, spirit. You know, you yeah. get the idea. But like, you know, how can we train ourselves to be more in step with His voice? Yeah. And what He wants to get done. And I just believe that as we lean into that, and I had to actually set a timer on my phone for a while. Can I share that? Yeah. I had to set a timer on my phone. I just picked a random time of the day. It was like 10 a.m. in the morning when I knew I would be at that point, pretty headfirst into my day, you know, uh-huh. and we all know at that point, it's either, you know, we're either feeling like rock stars or the barn's on fire or right. something's going on or uh-huh. the kids are crying if you're home with the kids or something. Right. And I just set the alarm on my phone with just a little indicator light and it said, what do you see? And, That's it, would just, so and cool. it would just wake me up out of my day a little bit to wake me up to see like, what do I see right now? Or who needs me or who's coming to my heart? And I found myself now like texting a random person because I was like, the Lord has put you on my heart today. Yeah. Because I paused for a quick moment. It was just a breath of a prayer. It probably took all of 10 seconds. I don't know. It wasn't anything beyond magical. Yeah. But I just feel like lately it's just been, okay, how can we in this fast, semi-distracted world create space for the Holy Spirit to speak to us? I love, I love, 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 love everything about that. That's awesome. So as you can see, we could talk for days and weeks and months and years and we would never run out of things to say, but here we are at the end of our time together. So I always want to finish my podcast with some rapid fire questions. Top of just the thought that comes out of your first one off your brain. That's the one that comes out your mouth, which is what happens to me all the time. It's why I love this part of the conversation. So I have some few questions for you. First of all, favorite coffee place? Starbucks. Black and dark as it comes. <laughs> I told you to run on caffeine. <laughs> That's right. All right. So that answers that question. So it's black coffee. None of that 
none of that froofy stuff for me either. I like my black coffee. Don't be messing with my black coffee, <laughs> right? I like it. Um, do you? Are you sweet and salty, or are you? I mean, are you salty and crunchy or sweet? I am salty all day long. I would give <laughs> up. I would burn all the chocolate on the planet just to eat bread for days. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That's just wrong on I, so I, many I levels. Say, I never met a carb I didn't like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, do you have a life verse? Yes. Zephaniah 317, where it says, The Lord surrounds you with uh-huh. his mighty arm. He sings songs about you and he quiets you with his love. Oh, I love I that love verse. That. Yeah. I, I love, love I love verse. the idea of going to sleep at night in one of our most vulnerable places where the enemy can do all kinds of stuff, but it becomes a place where his truth in, you know, can, can speak over us. And so I pray over that time of the night. I pray for dreams and visions. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a big visionary in the sense of like, I don't have these big visions, but I sure as heck pray for them. Right. I want them. Yes. I want them. And I'll I take one every them. day. Please. Yeah. And every time I get a little bit of one, it's like, yes, you're yeah. speaking in the night. Favorite movie quote. Ooh, it would have to be probably something from you've got mail. I love so much about that. I'm trying to think of the actual quote of the movie. I love when she just punches their fists in the air because she's like a little fighter and she's like, uh, well, go to the mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're really in love at the end of the movie. I could watch that movie over and over again. That's yes, so funny. I just love that love story. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> what's, what's the best thing one of your children has said lately? Oh. Anchor is our three-year-old. His name is Anchor. You know, does the Lord put that name in our heart? But he anchors our family. We said at three we were done. And he's three years old. And he has started reaching up at night. At that point in the night, I'm a lot of times tired. And I'm trying to put him to bed. But he has started reaching up and just... Uh, pulling me into his arms, like crunch his head, and just saying, like, I love you, Mommy. Aww. And there's just this sweetness. And he'll just kind of hold his cheek against my cheek. And the way he does it, it's it's just those words coming to life where it's like cheek to cheek, a little bit of like heart to heart. And I just kind of rest there for a moment with him. It literally melts my heart. I totally get the boy to mom relationship yeah. there. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. Um, and my also, final... wait a minute. I'll okay, go ahead. Note too. I have been working to eat cleaner and healthier. Mm-hmm. And so we have two, the two girls. And the other day, one of our girls said, Mom, your tummy doesn't look as squishy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you, Which, children. Which, that was really exciting. Yeah. Thank you for encouraging Mommy's heart. <laughs> it's not as squishy to her. Okay, there that, we go. <laughs> that's super great. So I always want to close it out with this. If you could say one thing and one thing only to make Jesus famous, what would you say? I would say that I'm a girl absolutely in love with him and that for you, his love will cover all fears, erase all shame, and speak the most sweetest words into your soul. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh, that's so good. We don't need to say anything else. We're done. Put a period on the end of this one. Thank you so much for having me today. That is so so wonderful. Yeah, well, and you know what? I love having you with us. And so if you're interested in working with Sayla, maybe you want to find out more about Pipeline. Um, Maybe you want to find out more about what they're doing with LoveWorks. Maybe you want to buy a slap... A, a wrist world, wrist world band, a oh, wrist yeah. world band mm-hmm. or some of that amazing salsa because it really is good you guys it tastes delicious or whatever the next big things are doing just check the show notes i'll have all the information on how to reach her and how to get how to connect with her um 
And, and I just want to thank her for joining me and hanging out with me today. It's been so much fun. Like we could talk for hours and days and months and years and all of that stuff. And so uh, just being able, having her squeeze me into a little bit of her time has been a big deal to me. So thank you, Sayla, for joining me. And thank you to the people who listen to this podcast, who actually open it up, click play and stay to listen to what, what I have to say and meet the incredible people in my life. And so once again, this is that time when I ask you to do my three favorite things. Three little simple favors that mean the world to me. One, first of all, thanks for listening. But first of all, if you haven't hit that subscribe button on your podcast, would you do that right now? That way all of the latest episodes are in your newsfeed. Second of all, could you go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating? Because Melissa Zimmerman is a hard name to find. And let's bubble it up to the front as much as we can. And finally, would you do the most important thing that you could do for me? And that's share this podcast with your friends and invite them to come and listen. Because, hey... The world needs to meet Sayla Hurst, and this might be the only way they get to do that. So don't forget to share it. Don't forget to invite your friends and say, hey, go listen to this. It's great because that helps us. And thank you for joining us. And remember, until we meet again, he doesn't waste a thing.